0: This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues. A search for truth. We welcome everyone
1: to the program. My name is J. Paul Newman. My two co-hosts today. Our Rutherford County District Attorney General Jennings Jones and Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. We thank WGNS for providing the airtime. And we also thank our producer, Scott Walker. Most of all, we thank you for listening. In our Call to Conviction segment, I will discuss the 2017 murder, of 49 year old james bernie whitehead then in our inside the court segment district attorney general jennings jones will tell you about recent and upcoming grand jury general sessions and circuit court activity and later in our what's the law segment assistant district attorney general trevor lynch will discuss an area of the law that impacts on our community. We will begin the broadcast after you listen to these important messages.
2: Hello, this is
0: Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. All of us at Animal City would like to say thank you to the Murfreesboro and surrounding communities for supporting this family-owned business for 32 years. When you come see us, make sure to check out our two full floors full of great pets and supplies to keep them happy and healthy. Animal City, for your dog, cat, reptile, bird, and much, much more. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro.
3: Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. Do you know somebody who has moved far away and is missing eating at Demas's? Well, Demas's Family Restaurants now offers many of our sauces and some of our food, such as pot roast and soup, to be shipped all across the nation. It's very simple. You just go to demasfamilykitchen.com and you can send an order to anybody as a gift all across this nation. You can send an order to anybody. Go to demasfamilykitchen.com
0: Weird News Radio WGNS 100.5, 1019 1450 Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. From call to conviction, time now for a look back at one of the more intriguing and important cases for this community.
1: My name is J. Paul Newman. In our call to conviction segment, we will discuss a case that occurred in 2017. It is the murder of James Bernie Whitehead.
0: From the crime, the investigation, to the prosecution.
1: Our case study today is set in March of 2017. The location is a residence on One Mile Lane in Rutherford County, Tennessee. It is the home of 49 year old James Bernie Whitehead. It is a home that is equipped with video surveillance equipment that records a panoramic view of the entire outside of the whitehead residence it is 1:55 p.m on march the 31st 2017 when the rutherford county dispatcher receives a 911 call the call is from jay foster who rented the upstairs of the whitehead home foster tells the dispatcher that he has just come home and that he has discovered the body of James Whitehead. The autopsy later establishes that James Whitehead had been struck several times in the head, that his throat had been cut, and that Whitehead had been stabbed in the abdomen. When the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office arrives at the scene, they begin to process the scene and collect the evidence. Among the items found at the scene, is a fillet knife used to stab James Whitehead. The knife was left by the killer, embedded in the stomach wound. Another extremely valuable piece of evidence was the video surveillance recordings. From viewing the videotapes, the detectives discover that only three people were at the Whitehead home the day James Whitehead was murdered. Those three people were the victim, James Bernie Whitehead, Whitehead's renter and handyman, Jay Foster, and a man who at that time was not yet identified. The video shows the unidentified man as he is loading a leaf blower, a chainsaw, and two firearms into his vehicle. The detectives led by Detective Kyle Norrod begin asking Whitehead's friends and family to view the video in hopes that they could help identify the unknown man. Witness after witness identified the man as 47-year-old David Ezer. The investigators now focus their attention on locating David Ezer. It is just after midnight when detectives Kyle Norrod, Richard Brinkley, Tony Grisham and David Haley locate the truck being driven by David Ezer. David Ezer and his wife are approaching their home in Wilson County, Tennessee. The detectives stop Ezer's truck. David Ezer is taken to the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office to be interviewed. Ezer's wife is allowed to continue home. There, Detectives Grissom and Brinkley execute a search warrant, hoping to find any of the missing items. The search is successful. Inside of David Ezer's outbuilding, the detectives locate James Whitehead's stolen leaf blower and chainsaw. Meanwhile, Detectives Norrod and Haley are interviewing David Ezer. David Ezer's story changes throughout the interview. At first, David Ezer tells the detectives that he just doesn't know anything about James Whitehead being injured. Ezer said, when I left, James Whitehead was fine. Eiser also says that James Whitehead told him that he could take the chainsaw and the leaf blower. Later, the story changes. Now Ezer admits that he lied earlier. He says he was trying to shield Jay Foster. Ezer says that Jay Foster killed James Whitehead. Then a few minutes later, Ezer tells yet another version of the events. Ezer says that he is wondering if perhaps he did it and just doesn't remember doing it. And then even later, another version is told by Ezer. Easer says that he killed James Whitehead in self-defense. Based on all of the evidence, including David Easer's ever-changing story, Detective Kyle Norrod places David Easer under arrest and charges him with the murder of James Bernie Whitehead. The Rutherford County Grand Jury indicted David Ezer on numerous felony charges related to the murder of James Whitehead. After numerous court proceedings, David Ezer's case was set for trial. The trial began on December 3, 2018. The trial was presided over by Rutherford County Circuit Court Judge David Bragg. David Ezer was represented by attorney Scott Saul. The state prosecution team consisted of assistant district attorneys J. Paul Newman, Eric Farmer, and Dana Minor. After hearing three days of evidence, the jury began its deliberations. Later that same day, on December the 6th, 2018, the jury re-entered the courtroom with their verdict. The jury had decided that David Ezer was guilty of murder in the first degree. Guilty of a specially aggravated robbery, guilty of aggravated burglary, and guilty of tampering with evidence. Following the verdict, Judge Bragg sentenced David Ezer to life in prison for the murder of James Whitehead. Judge Bragg then scheduled a sentencing hearing date to complete the sentencing on the other charges. On February the 8th, 2019, David Ezer returned to Judge Bragg's courtroom. At the sentencing hearing, Judge Bragg added 25 years onto Ezer's sentence of life in prison. This sentence should guarantee that David Ezer will never be released from custody. And with this sentence, David Ezer is destined to die behind the walls of the Tennessee Department of
0: Corrections.
1: A safe community is the responsibility Of each and every one of us. This is Paul Newman.
0: If you have any information regarding criminal activity in our community, please contact one of our law enforcement agencies. The information presented on today's show is solely for informational benefit and not intended to be legal advice. You should always consult an attorney whenever you need or rely on legal advice.
1: I want to say thank you to one of our community's most valued public servants. That person is Smyrna Chief of Police, Kevin Arnold. In 1989, Kevin Arnold joined the Smyrna Police Department. He began as a patrol officer and quickly rose through the ranks. In 2007, Kevin Arnold became the Smyrna Chief of Police. All of us acknowledge the many contributions that Chief Arnold has made to our community throughout his 33 years of public service and his 15 years as Smyrna Police Chief. We thank him for being a shining example to our law enforcement officers of how to serve and protect our community. To Chief Kevin Arnold, we say, You have served us well. Enjoy your retirement, and may God bless you and your family. And this is Paul Newman, and I want to introduce my two co-hosts, Jennings Jones and Trevor Lynch. And I want to give them the opportunity to talk about their friend, Kevin Arnold.
2: Thank you, Paul. Paul, I've had an opportunity to work with Chief Arnold for a, a number of years now, and uh, and I'll say two things about him. Uh, one, Chief Arnold has done an excellent job at the Smyrna Police Department. Uh, that is a police department that's a, a very professional, very well run. Uh, anytime I've ever needed something, I've been able to call the chief, and he's always helped me out. Two, in addition to being a great chief chief arnold is a great guy he is pleasant to be around he is intelligent uh he he's just a good guy and and i will tell you I, i'm going to miss him greatly uh i will uh, i'll be happy to see who comes in next at smyrna but uh, but chief arnold will be very much
3: missed
1: and trevor what are your thoughts
3: I would echo everything that the General just said about Chief Arnold, but I would also like to add one thing that I recall most about him is his accessibility. Uh, although he had many different responsibilities as Chief of Police for the Smyrna Police Department, he was always accessible to our office if we needed something special, if we needed some additional help on a particular case you could pick up the phone and call and actually talk to him about it. And I'd always appreciated that, especially as a younger assistant, not having all the information I may need, not knowing exactly where to go, he would be available to talk to you.
1: Chief Arnold, we want to wish you well in your retirement. And when we return, Jennings Jones will take us Inside the Courts.
0: The Dave Ramsey Show. We chase from 1 to 4. WG.
3: The Good neighbor Station. Runway
0: County's Place to Talk. The world is always on. But you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. During Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale, get a king for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. And save up to $700 on ceiling. To a
3: sleep expert and unjunk your sleep today. Mattress Firm. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait.
2: I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait.
0: They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor.
3: Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer.
2: Listen live to WGNs radio on our website, and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNs radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at wgnsradio.com. We'll see a few spotty showers and thunderstorms possible late this afternoon with partial sunshine developing high in the low 90s. Tonight's slight chance for rain and storms below 71. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Voichietzki on News Radio WGNs. Currently, it's 65.
0: This is Inside the Courts. A look at this month's trials, pleas, and grand jury action. Inside the Courts is presented as a courtesy of the Rutherford County Clerk's Office.
2: Good morning, everyone. This is your District Attorney, Jennings Jones. And in this segment, I will be your tour guide as I take you Inside the Courts. We begin this segment by stating that none of the defendants named in upcoming trials or hearings have been convicted. And of course, they are presumed by our law to be innocent. With that as a prelude, we will now go inside the courts. On April 6th of this year, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to an apartment complex on Old Las Casas Road, where the body of Mr. Ryan Walcott was found lying on the floor of his apartment. Mr. Walcott had been beaten and stabbed to death. Detective Julie Cox with the Murfreesboro Police Department has been assigned as the lead investigator. Alistair Jennings, one of Mr. Walcott's roommates, has been developed as a suspect in Mr. Walcott's death. Through the course of her investigation, Detective Cox discovered both physical evidence and statements from witnesses that connect Mr. Jennings to the murder of Ryan Walcott. As a result, Mr. Jennings has been charged with first-degree murder. This matter is currently set in the General Sessions Court of Rutherford County. The defendant is represented by counsel Miss Barbara Pinland Lafevers, while the state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. On September twenty seventh of twenty twenty one, deputies with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department responded to a residence on Bivens Hill Road in reference to a shooting. Once on scene, deputies located Miss Tony Odom who had suffered a gunshot wound. Miss Odom later died from her injuries. Detective Ty Downing with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department has been assigned as lead investigator. After interviewing witnesses and reviewing physical evidence found at the scene, Irwin Odom, the victim's husband, was identified as a suspect. At the conclusion of the investigation, Mr. Odom was charged with first-degree murder. Mr. Odom is represented by Murfreesboro Attorney Josh Crane, and the state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Sarah Davis. This matter is set in the General Sessions Court pending completion of a mental health evaluation on february 12th of 2022 officers with the murfreesboro police department responded to a parking lot on middle tennessee boulevard in response to a shooting upon arrival officers discovered at least five individuals who had been struck by gunfire two individuals had been shot multiple times including mr brandon anderson who later died from his injuries detective cody thomas has been assigned as the lead investigator and upon conclusion of his investigation, Detective Jacob Fountain charged Mr. Jamar Marks with first-degree murder, attempted first-degree murder, three counts of aggravated assault, employing a firearm during the commission of a dangerous felony, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, and reckless endangerment with a deadly weapon. Mr. Marks was scheduled to appear before the General Sessions Court in Rutherford County on June 30th of 2022 for a preliminary hearing. Upon agreement of the parties, the case was bound over to the Rutherford County Grand Jury. Mr. Marks is represented by Murfreesboro Attorney Josh Crane. The state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. On December 4th of 2020, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department were dispatched to an apartment complex on North Rutherford Boulevard in reference to a shooting that resulted in the death of Mr. Montavis Jones. Mr. Jones was left laying in the parking lot of his apartment complex. Murfreesboro Detective Chris Pate was assigned as lead investigator. After the shooting, Mr. Makao Boyd was located at St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital seeking treatment for a gunshot wound. Video surveillance footage showed Mr. Boyd being brought to the hospital by Mr. Tevin Campbell and Mr. Paul Turner. After a lengthy investigation that included interviewing witnesses, obtaining cell phone records, social media records, and expert witness reports, Detective Pate has charged Mr. Boyd, Mr. Campbell, and Mr. Turner, along with Martavius Guy, with first-degree murder, attempted especially aggravated robbery, conspiracy to aggravated robbery, employing a firearm during the commission of a dangerous felony. Mr. Guy's girlfriend, Miss Tibricia Lattimore, has also been charged with conspiracy, aggravated robbery, and facilitation to attempted especially aggravated robbery. All defendants are represented by counsel. Mr. Boyd is represented by Mr. Art Quinn, Mr. Turner by Mr. Casey Little, Mr. Guy by Mr. Ben Powers, Mr. Lattimore by Mr. Jeffrey Jackson, and Mr. Campbell is represented by Mr. Michael Offinger. The state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. A preliminary hearing was held on August 20, pardon me, August 8th of this year in the General Sessions Court of Rutherford County, wherein these cases were bound over to the Rutherford County Grand Jury. On April 24th of last year, officers on patrol heard shots fired and responded to 1621 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, where they found Mr. Shakur Ali, who had been shot and later died from his injuries. Apollo Contrell has been identified as the shooter and has fled the state. Detective Richard Presley of the Murfreesboro Police Department has been assigned as lead investigator. Through cooperation with the state of Iowa, Mr. Cantrell was apprehended and presently is incarcerated at the Rutherford County Adult Detention Center on charges of second-degree murder and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. He is represented by Murfreesboro Attorney Will Fraley. A preliminary hearing was held on February 7th of this year, and the General Sessions Court found probable cause to bind the matter over to the Rutherford County Grand Jury. On February 6th of last year, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a shooting resulting in the death of 21-year-old Giovanni Gillis at a residence on Ewing Boulevard. Detective Cody Thomas has been assigned as the lead investigator in this case. Upon conclusion of Detective Thomas's investigation, Larry Johnson has been charged with first-degree murder. Mr. Johnson is represented by counsel, Mr. Michael Flanagan. The state is represented by counsel, Mr. Trevor Lynch. Following a preliminary hearing in the General Sessions Court of Rutherford County on May 5th of this year, pardon me, last year, the case was bound over to the Rutherford County Grand Jury. On June 27th of 2018, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a shooting on Old Las Casas Pike. Upon arrival, officers located Dylan Biddle Jr., who had sustained multiple gunshot wounds. Mr. Biddle later died from his injuries. Officers were also contacted about an unknown male that had been shot and was attempting to get into vehicles at the Reeves Rogers Elementary School. That male was later identified as Albert Mustafa. Murfreesboro Police Detective Doug Arrington was assigned as lead investigator. Multiple witnesses were interviewed and evidence on scene was collected. Upon conclusion of the investigation, it was determined that Mr. Mustafa and Devante James went to a residence on Old Las Casas with the intent to commit a robbery. Mr. Biddle was a guest at that residence. Mr. Mustafa and Mr. James entered into the residence and attempted to rob Mr. Biddle. During the course of the attempted robbery, Mr. Biddle was shot and killed. He was, however, able to return fire, and Mr. Mustafa sustained a gunshot wound as a result. Mustafa and James were charged with first-degree felony murder, aggravated robbery, employing a weapon during the commission of a felony, and conspiracy. Mr. Mustafa is represented by Mr. Thomas Parkerson, while Mr. James is represented by Mr. Rusty, (coughs) Rusty Perkins. The state is represented by counsel Mr. Trevor Lynch. The next court date for both defendants has been set for September 21st of this year. On October 24th of 2020, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a shooting that occurred at the intersection of North Tennessee Boulevard and Stonewall Boulevard. Officers discovered the body of Mr. Blake Bolton, who was the victim of two gunshot wounds. Murfreesboro Police Department Detective Albert Miles was assigned as the lead investigator. Detective Miles has charged Mr. Gilliam with the first degree murder of Mr. Bolton. Following a preliminary hearing on March 23rd, 2021, the case was bound over to the Rutherford County Grand Jury. Mr. Gilliam remains in the custody of the Rutherford County Adult Detention Center. A Rutherford County Grand Jury has indicted Mr. Gilliam for first-degree murder, especially aggravated robbery, burglary to an automobile, possession of meth with the intent to distribute, employment of a weapon during the commission of a dangerous felony, and conspiracy to commit the same. Mr. Gilliam is represented by counsel, Mr. Jeff Burton, while the state is represented by Assistant District Attorney, Trevor Lynch. The next scheduled court date in this case is October 20th of this year. On April the 9th of 2020, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a residence on North Rutherford Boulevard in response to a shooting resulting in the death of Mr. Stephen Lopez, Jr. Lead investigator, Detective Richard Presley with the Murfreesboro Police Department has charged Mr. James Evans III with the second degree murder of Mr. Lopez. Mr. Evans waived his right to a preliminary hearing and bound his case over to the grand jury. In March of 2021, the Rutherford County grand jury returned a true bill against Mr. Evans. Mr. Evans is represented by counsel, Mr. John Mitchell and the state by Assistant District Attorney, Trevor Lynch. This case is next set to appear in court on October 13th of 2022. On June 22nd of 2019, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a shooting on Eagle Street resulting in the death of Mr. Diore Saunders. Detective Jacob Fountain was assigned as lead investigator. Through interviews of witnesses and video surveillance footage, Detective Fountain identified Delarius Crawford and Quandre Knowles as suspects. Physical evidence established two different firearms had been used to kill Mr. Saunders. Eyewitnesses confirmed that Mr. Crawford and Mr. Knowles both shot Mr. Sunders. Detective Fountain has charged both suspects with first-degree murder, tampering with evidence, employing a firearm during a felony, and the possession of firearm by convicted felons. Mr. Crawford is represented by Mr. David Clark, while Mr. Knowles is represented by Mr. Tillman Payne. The state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. On August 9th of this year, Mr. Crawford entered a plea to second-degree murder and was ordered to serve 20 years at the Tennessee Department of Corrections. Mr. Knowles entered a plea to facilitation to first-degree murder in possession of a firearm by a convicted felon and was ordered to serve 15 years at the Department of Corrections. On October the 8th of 2019, officers with the Laverne Police Department responded to a residence on Center Street in response to a shooting resulting in the death of a 17-year-old male. The juvenile had been shot multiple times. Laverne Police Department Detective Steve Kratz was assigned as the lead ind- investigator. Upon interviewing witnesses, Detective Krotz developed Mr. Deontay Moore as a suspect. Cell phone records place Mr. Moore in the area of the shooting and in communication with the juvenile victim the night of the shooting. On October the 16th of 2019, Mr. Moore was found hiding in a closet at an apartment in Lebanon, Tennessee. Mr. Moore was charged with first-degree murder. A preliminary hearing was held in February the 11th of 2020 in the General Sessions Courts of Rutherford County. In March of 21, a Rutherford County grand jury indicted Mr. Moore for first-degree murder, especially aggravated robbery, and use of a firearm during the commission of a felony offense. This matter is currently scheduled for trial starting September the 26th of this year. The defendant is represented by Mr. Courtney Teasley. The state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. On the 26th of June, 2019, deputies with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department responded to a residence on Walnut Grove. Mr. Terry Barber was found deceased on the floor with his hands and feet bound together. Lead investigator, Detective Steve Brown, has charged three individuals, Devin Gailey, Brent Ross, and Vernice Ferrer, with first-degree murder, especially aggravated kidnapping, aggravated robbery, aggravated burglary, and fraudulent use of a debit card. Following a preliminary hearing in the general sessions courts, the cases were bound over to the grand jury. In June of twenty twenty, a grand jury returned a true bill against all three defendants. Devin Gailey, represented by Luke Evans, on January twentieth, of twenty twenty two, Mr. Gailey entered a plea of guilty to felony murder in especially aggravated kidnapping, and received a life sentence with the possibility of parole and a concurrent twenty-five year sentence. On March 24th of 2022, Miss Vernice Fair was found guilty by a jury of her peers on the charges of first degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. Miss Fair awaits sentencing for additional convictions in connection with the aggravated robbery, aggravated kidnap, and aggravated burglary of Mr. Barber. Bernt Ross is represented by counsel, Mr. Michael Jones. A trial is scheduled for the dates of January 23rd through the 25th of next year. I will be representing the state in this matter, assisted by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. On July 26th of 2020, deputies with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department responded to the residence of Mr. Eric Bixler. Upon arrival, deputies found the body of Mr. Bixler deceased as a result of multiple stab wounds. A female companion of Mr. Bixler advised deputies that two armed men had attacked Mr. Bixler and held her at gunpoint while they searched the premises. The female heard Mr. Bixler being tortured by his assailants. Detective Ty Downing with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department has been assigned as the lead investigator in this case. Following Detective Downing's investigation, Mr. Christopher White and Mr. Christopher Robinson, both from Kentucky, were charged with first-degree murder, especially aggravated kidnapping, especially aggravated robbery, Aggravated burglary, use of a firearm during the commission of a dangerous felony, and possession of a firearm by a felon, and tampering with evidence. After a preliminary hearing in the General Sessions courts, the cases were bound over to the Rutherford County Grand Jury. In March of 2021, a true bill was returned against both defendants. Mr. White is represented by counsel, Mr. Paul Bruno, while Mr. Robinson is represented by Rob McKinney and Brian Lewis the state will be represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. This matter is set for trial to begin May 8th of next year. And that will conclude today's look Inside the Courts. What were you doing 25 years ago?
0: Jenny May and Dr. Carl Adams dreamed of a beautiful tree-filled campus for senior citizens. On Friday, September 16th, That dream celebrates 25 years. Come to Adams Place and enjoy games for kids and adults, entertainment and food trucks. It's free, Friday, September 16th at Adams Place.
3: 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart.
2: If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, CapstarBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing
3: lender.
0: The GNS in our call stands for Good Neighbor Station. That's been our objective since 1947. WTNS, AM, FM, and online.
2: We'll see a few spotty showers and thunderstorms possible late this afternoon with partial sunshine developing high in the low 90s. Tonight's slight chance for rain and storms below 71. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojciechski on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 65.
0: What's the law? Time now for an examination of the laws of Tennessee. This is not intended to be legal advice and is being presented solely for the informational benefit of our listening audience. You should always consult with an attorney whenever you need or rely on legal advice.
3: Good morning, listeners, and welcome to this episode of What's the Law? In a previous broadcast, we discussed Tennessee's death row inmates. This morning, I'm going to discuss Tennessee's death penalty laws. In the state of Tennessee, an adult defendant may only receive the death penalty for first-degree murder. First-degree murder can be committed in one of five ways. The premeditated and intentional killing of another, a killing of another committed in the perpetration of or attempt to perpetrate any first-degree murder, arson, robbery, burglary, theft, kidnapping, aggravated abuse of an elderly or vulnerable adult, aggravated neglect of an elderly or vulnerable adult, aggravated child abuse, aggravated child neglect, or aircraft piracy. can also be accomplished through a killing of another committed as the result of an unlawful throwing, placing, or discharging of a destructive device or bomb. First-degree murder can be a killing of another in the perpetration of or attempted perpetration of an act of terrorism, and finally first-degree murder may be accomplished by a killing of another in the perpetration or attempted perpetration of a rape, aggravated rape, rape of a child, or aggravated rape of a child. In Tennessee, in order to receive the death penalty, several steps must be taken. First, the District Attorney General must review the facts of the case and determine that at least one statutory aggravating factor exists to qualify the case for the death penalty. Second, the District Attorney General must give written notice of the intent to seek the death penalty and allege what statutory aggravating factor or factors are present. There are currently 19 statutory aggravating factors. After the notice is filed, the defendant must be appointed two attorneys to represent him or her. Both attorneys must have a specific level of experience in criminal court and have tried at least one murder trial. However, one of the attorneys, the lead attorney, must be death penalty qualified. This means he or she must meet certain criteria in education and trial experience and this is set out by Tennessee Supreme Court Rule 13, Section 3. There are no such requirements for the prosecutor. From this point forward, there are numerous safeguards and procedures put in place that must be followed to ensure a fair trial, so much so that I could not include them all in the brief period of time that we have now. Before the death penalty can be imposed, a person must first be convicted of first degree murder. This can occur either by a plea of guilty to first degree murder, a jury trial resulting in a conviction for first degree murder, or a bench trial, and that's a trial just in front of the judge, resulting in a conviction for first degree murder. The state, the court, and the defendant with the advice of counsel must waive the right to have a jury trial in order for a judge to hold a bench trial. Only if the defendant is convicted by plea, judge or jury of first degree murder, can you proceed to the sentencing phase. That's a separate hearing that must be held after the guilt or innocence phase. This should be before the same jury that heard the proof and the guilt phase but a different jury panel altogether could be used if required by law, or the judge if, once again, all sides agree to waive a jury. At the sentencing phase, the state must present proof to the judge or jury to establish beyond a reasonable doubt at least one of the statutory aggravating factors. As I told you, there are currently 19 factors, too many to discuss at this time and the state must give written notice of any factors it intends to rely upon. The form of the sentencing phase is quite similar to that of a trial. It is, in essence, a mini-trial on the existence of the alleged aggravating factors. It is the state's burden to prove the aggravating factor or factors beyond a reasonable doubt. After the state presents its proof, the defendant, is able to present proof of any mitigating factors it wishes the jury to consider. There are currently nine statutory mitigating factors outlined. However, the ninth factor is a catch-all factor. It basically includes any other mitigating factor that is raised by the evidence at either the guilt or sentencing hearing. In order for a jury or judge to render a finding of death, the jury must unanimously determine the existence of at least one of the relied upon aggravating factors beyond a reasonable doubt. They must determine that such aggravating factor or factors have been proven to outweigh any mitigating circumstances beyond a reasonable doubt. If the judge or jury sentences the defendant to death, they must reduce that in writing and outline what aggravating factor or factors they rely upon and they must signify in writing that the state has proven beyond a reasonable doubt that the statutory aggravating factors outweigh any mitigating circumstances. But what if the jury can't agree? If at some point during the deliberations the jury finds that they cannot agree on the death penalty, the judge will instruct the jury to no longer consider the death penalty and to consider either life or life with the possibility or without the possibility of parole or life imprisonment. So if eleven of the twelve jurors vote for the death penalty and one juror is opposed to it, then the penalty must either be life without parole or life. If the jurors cannot agree upon life without parole, then the judge will dismiss the jury and the judge will impose a life sentence which in Tennessee requires the service of at least 51 years before parole eligibility. Presently in Tennessee there is a new criminal offense enacted July 1st of 2022. It has the potential to be death penalty eligible. It's called grave torture And grave torture is the infliction of severe physical and mental pain and suffering upon the victim with the intent to perpetrate first-degree murder, and it must be accompanied by at least three or more of seven various factors. Those can be the defendant commits against the victim, the offense of especially aggravated rape, aggravated rape, especially aggravated uh, child abuse or especially or rather especially aggravated rape of a child or aggravated rape of a child. It could also include committing an offense of kidnapping or false imprisonment, or at the time of the commission of the offense the defendant had one or more prior sexual uh, convictions for violent sexual offenses, or the defendant mutilates the victim during the commission of the offense, or force or coercion is used to accomplish the act. At present our legislature, however, has included this as a possible uh, death penalty offense. However, such a penalty is presently prohibited by law. The United States Supreme Court has restricted the use of the death penalty for crimes that take the life of a victim. As a result, our legislature has included the following provision. Death shall not be imposed until at least the 30th, 30th day of following the occurrence of either of the following circumstances and that would be the United States Supreme Court reversing their previous decision or our United States legislature amending the U.S. Constitution to allow for the death penalty to be used in offenses where death does not occur and that would conclude our look at what's the law.
0: If you want to talk sports, you want to talk local, you want to talk with Monty Hill Jr. and Tim Tackett. It's all sports talk, weekdays at 5 on WGNS.
1: As we end our program today, we thank our producer, Scott Walker, and we thank WGNS for providing the airtime. Most of all, we thank you for listening. Our next scheduled broadcast is Friday morning, October the 7th, at 8.10 a.m. on your Good Neighbor station, WGNS. We leave by saying, a safe community is the responsibility of each and every one of us. For my two co-hosts, Jennings Jones and Trevor Lynch, this is Paul Newman bidding all of you a safe and blessed day.
0: The District Attorney's Office thanks you for listening to today's program. If you have any information regarding criminal activity in our community, please contact one of our law enforcement agencies. The information presented on today's show is solely for informational benefit and not intended to be legal advice. You should always consult an attorney whenever you need or rely on legal advice. Rutherford County's most trusted name in news. Talk Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro.